The finals of the morning. Be the ball. Good everybody, welcome to episode 242 of Not the Footy Show, and I am joined by Roberto Cocksmith. I'm Warwick Nicholson. This is the best time. Of the rugby league calendar, Cocksmith. It's finals time. It's business time. Cue the fly of the Concord song, because uh, it's finals, baby. Yeah, I, mate. I don't know. I think Origin time's the best time, but this is the next best time. You know, you know what I'm like with Origin. Yeah, yeah. I'm all you about like, Origin. You you like the lead into Origin more than the Origin itself. That's what I I'm like deciding. the anticipation. Yeah, I like the anticipation. You know, like sometimes Origin can be a fizzer especially mm. over the last few years if you're a New South Wales supporter or the last 15 years. But it's getting better, so that's fine. But this is the second best closely closely followed. This is the second best. Uh, I do like finals time, mate, because we mm. cut the crap and get to the best teams. Well, not, not entirely. We've still got <laughs> arguably four pretty ordinary teams in the finals as we speak. I, I wanted to open the mm. show and we'll get to the matchups and where we think teams are at. And just so everyone knows, we're going to try and do more of these through September, we let you down through what July, August, um, with nothing. So yeah, well, you uh, you went off the radar, mate. You weren't calling me or anything like that. So uh-huh. you know, lies, deceptions. That's what that is. Uh, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be this week? Um, can you make me? Can you make me? Um, sideshow Bob from yeah, done. Um, Matt Pe- Matt Peterson coming right up. Matt Peterson, sort of. Let's go. Sideshow Rob. It's pretty good. Let's make the um, outtakes. Good everyone. Welcome to today. That might make it as well. What I wanted to sort of, like, I guess, emphasize is that a story came out. Uh, you know about the expansion hoo-ha that's happening at the moment, whether Brisbane are getting a 17th team and everything that means for TV and uh, the draw. But uh, somebody brought up the other day about that NRL wildcard idea that was floated two years ago. And they're saying, oh, we should have, you know, seventh to tenth playing in essentially the bye week in between the end of the regular season and the finals and give everyone more of a chance. You know, the line that I read was, you know, the anticipation of having your team still alive in the last round. I mean, you can't buy that. And I'm thinking that's been a massive problem this competition's had for a while is that your team isn't out of it until like the last round or the second last round. And I think that's a negative because... Listen to what Ricky Stewart said after the Canberra got knocked out on Thursday night or Friday night. Sorry, Thursday night. Sorry, um, he didn't want to like he knew his team didn't deserve to be there. His team should have been out in the the woods or should have been um, chucked out in June. The Sharkies completely, I wouldn't say bottled, but they got they got a chance against Melbourne to to secure their spot. They weren't good enough. Story of their season, and then the Warriors. Um, have a chance to make Sharkies fans throughout Australia and they roll over and get absolutely dusted by the Titans who jump in to the eight, eight spot with a 10 and 14 record. Cocksmith, I guess what I'm getting at is um, why do they want to add a wild card when we have four good teams in uh, 2021 and four absolute, like I'll be honest, the Roosters and, and the Eels in, a, in any normal season, you wouldn't imagine they would have got anywhere near the finals. Is that a fair call? Well, the, the, mate, the Roosters would have if they didn't have 12 players out. 
Um, let's be honest. The players everybody lose, lost everybody loses them. players. That's the that's the yeah, but not that's that, the way seasons happen. You don't lose that many. Um, you know, the Roosters have been very strong over the last four or five years and before that, but mm. particularly over the last four or five years. So I think they're, they're kind of unlucky. And I, and I think what it does is it makes the top eight look soft, even including mm. the four good ones. So, and Parramatta, you know, haven't really struck a blow other than beating the Storm for the last seven weeks. So yep. they, they kind of seem a bit weaker. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know about... I don't know about the wild card idea for, you know, the eighth position, um, which is what I understand it. To no, be. it's for but seventh like and eighth. It's actually for seventh and for eighth. Seventh so and eighth. Your top okay. six get a week off, and then they go seven plays ten, and um, I think it's eight plays nine, and the two teams that win that get the yeah, last okay. two spots. Well, mm, yeah, interesting, interesting concept. Um, so to be clear, that means that the Knights would have played the Raiders and the Titans would have played the Sharks in this current mm. this current weekend coming, and everyone else would have got a week off. Yep, I yep. can't say no, I would look forward to any of those games, and I'm a Raiders no, fan. I used to like the top five. Now I'm, I'm nostalgic, mm. you know. I used to like the top five. Loved it, but I, I, yeah, I, I think I think if anything, they should have a top five and have you know six and seven playoff for a sixth spot to come and join the, the rest, you know. I, I think it's just a bit lame when half the competition makes the finals. I don't know why they do mm. it. They do it for the money. No, they do it so they've extra, got extra, extra games. It's an extra game, isn't it? Extra game or it's extra two games in the finals? Yeah. So that's that's why that's why we're not going to see the demise of the top eight. Um, mm. Even if it is a playoff for those last, you know, two spots, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a top eight. Um it just kind of makes it laughable, doesn't it? When there's 16 teams and half of them make the, the finals, well, especially the this part. year. Yeah. Sorry. You know, mm. I was going to say, especially this year, because it just seems a little bit soft at the bottom of the eight, um, apart from the Roosters, I think. Well, look at the, the Eels actually won 15 of, of 24. That's pretty good. That's a good effort. But that should be getting you in the conversation for the finals. It shouldn't be guaranteeing you, you know, um, that you're home and hose. And if we had a top five, just for argument's sake, you have Storm having the week off this week, you'd have Penrith playing uh, the Rabbitohs like we do, and Manly would be lying in wait for the Roosters and Parramatta would have missed out. And it would have made that last round very interesting, what we just saw where all these players got rested. And we'll get into the, the theory behind that for some coaches who are in the bottom part of the eight. But uh, the Titans shouldn't have been anywhere near it. <laughs> the Sharks shouldn't have been anywhere near it. Uh, the Raiders shouldn't have been anywhere near it. And neither should the Knights. They could have had mm. they'd won they had a chance to win six games to end the season and they threw it away by resting all their players. I mean, they still finished six points behind Parramatta in the in the wash yeah. up on things. Uh, we know why it's not going to change from top eight to top five, but this is probably another great example of of where the comp it isn't as rosy as what we think it is um, when they talk about TV money because you know you look at the games that have been dished up, particularly this weekend. Meh. Mm. Just, just, just seriously meh. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I didn't watch all the games this weekend. Um, I watched bits and pieces of nearly all of them, but I didn't watch all the games because just because of that. Look, I'm, I'm going to declare something here that if you haven't worked out, um, you probably had your head buried in the turf for a while. But I don't really, I don't really watch many games that the Titans partake in. Um, I don't watch many games that the Warriors partake in. I don't watch many games 
that the Cowboys partake in. Um, and it's not because I think that those teams aren't any good because one of them made the finals. I just don't, I, I can't warm to them. I don't dig mm. them. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying what they're selling. That's just me. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting just a little bit on this expansion, just for 30 seconds. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that the NRL are going to bring in a 17th and then more than likely an 18th team within a year or so after, or maybe even two at once. Well, that's the killer um, is that there's been no element of that really sold in this process. They're just saying 17th. There's been no adv- advertising for, oh, in five years we'll bring in 18. There's been none of that, which I find surprising. But anyway. Mm. But, but even saying that, even saying that, um, 17 to me, you know, the way we've spoken about this before, 17 doesn't make much of a difference because you don't get any extra games. You just get a, mm. a buy, an extra buy. 18 is a really weird number because if you have two conferences, then you have two conferences of nine. So you end up with a buy anyway if they're going mm. to go to the conference system. 16 and eight, are you, are you, 16 is your number. Right, because you can cut it in half and then have an even number. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, until until you go to the next one, which would be 20, um, and then you know you would have five games of 10. Now we're not going to ever see 20 teams in the competition, so well, it's a really weird you number. Reckon? Do you well, reckon? I, I don't. We shouldn't have seen any more than 16. So. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not. Lessons should have been learned around. by now, surely. I don't necessarily think that it's, I don't necessarily think we're going to go down a rabbit hole just for a second. I've got to get out of this, but I don't necessarily think that it's, it's really uh, an issue of player depth and talent, because I think if you share it evenly across the board, if they can get that right, then the game remains. I know it's not, but let me finish. Sorry. The game is going to remain pretty much the same. If you've got good coaching and, and pathways, et cetera, et cetera. The biggest problem is, mate, is that we haven't had a second tier, a full competition for two years, mm. right? Mm. We, what did we get up to this year? Round Well, in South Wales, Queensland have, are going to finish their season. Okay, Queensland will. But we've had no junior football. I mean, these are, these are ramifications that aren't going to be felt for another two 12 or three years. months, yep. two years. But no no real junior football other than their, their mediocre Matthews Cup, SG Ball, they're all over by round four. To be fair, if they hadn't crammed him in at the start of the season, we wouldn't have had any football. Wouldn't get them done. But but no no Park Junior football, no real. Some kids that I know of have given up playing football. They've found other Mm. things to do. They've, you know, so two years of no football is going to do, yeah. Absolutely. But, um, mate, I, I think you don't top eight. You never ever want to go more than top eight, even in a twenty-team competition. Well, that's what they did in '95. They, they, that's when they jumped from top five to top eight. When we went from a sixteen to twenty, in that one, that one jump. And I remember there was yeah. talk back then that that was still too many. I mean, we had twenty teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but we have eight teams uh, for this weekend in finals week one. Uh, mm. We'll jump into that right now. Uh, Friday night, it's Storm and Manly. Uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, it's the Roosters and Titans followed by the Panthers and Rabbitohs. And Sunday afternoon, it's the Eels against the Knights. 
I think it's time to jump into some um, initial thoughts as of Monday in regards to these semifinals. And because the finals don't actually kick off till Friday night, there's a little bit more lead time this week. So we might dive into some of the storylines a little bit later in the week in a podcast. We'll see what happens. But let's start on Friday night. It's the first qualifying final, 1v4, Manly uh, playing the Storm. At the Storm's second home ground, we'll call it. They're playing up on the Sunshine Coast. Yep. Melbourne, I thought, bounced back nicely last weekend against uh, Cronulla. Uh, saw some really good things. Harry Grant looks like he was back into um, that that sort of fitness level that I think we got used to last year. And Ryan Pappenhausen certainly um, re-announced himself to the competition and said, don't forget about me in the whole fullback conversation. I was impressed by Melbourne. They did the job against uh, Cronulla. Manly, I watched the Manly Cowboys game and... You know I'm an advocate for football. I love teams that throw the ball around. But Manly were average in this game, and it wasn't until the avalanche of points uh, in that second half that it really made it look like, oh, Manly are flying on all cylinders. I just, and this is, I guess, the biggest point I'll make in this whole podcast, is that people are going to want to say that Manly are going to you know, challenge the top two. They'll challenge the top three. They're the, team, the dark horse. Well, they, they probably are, you know, quite unquote the dark horse, but... Have you got any confidence that their forward pack or their ruck uh, dynamics can hold back two teams that do it better than anybody else in Melbourne and Penrith? Because I can't, I can't see them, I can't see them getting near to winning the ruck in either of those two matches, matchups. Yeah, that's where that's where they're going to suffer. They're going to suffer in the middle, I would suggest. Um, you know, on their edges, they they go pretty good. You know, with with Tommy lurking either side and and the never give up. Um, attitude that they have for chases and and keeping plays alive. But I think finals football is a little bit of a different beast to to regular round football. Uh, I think you really need to own the middle. Um, And there's not many that do it better than than the Storm, if any. Um, The Storm will beat them in the ruck. The Storm will beat them through the middle, I would suggest. And with Pappenhausen back and, and, you know, even without Munster, I'm not saying that they can win the comp without Munster, but I'm pretty sure they could get through this week without Munster because, you know, Nico Hines has been playing really good in that, that sixth position um, when required. And um, Pappenhausen and, and Hughes, I mean, the, you know, and I mean the cheese. He's they're they they've come good at the right time, and I mean it's no surprise. Bellamy's a master. And the bulk of their forward packs back as well. Yeah, all, yeah. all those missing? all those. Uh, only that was Munster and um, who was the other one? Oh, I don't care. Nickens back, is it? It's Munster and Adakar, yeah. the only two that were in doubt. Everybody's back. Nickens okay. back. Uh, yep. Tui's back. Uh, Jesse Bromwich is mm. back. Kafusi's back. Mm. Kenny Bromwich is back. Uh, you know. I, I don't think I don't think this will be the last time we see Manly. Obviously, I don't think they, I don't think they're going to go out the back door. Is what I'm saying. If they get beaten okay. this week, I think they'll beat whoever they play next week, um, yeah. unless they have to play Penrith. Um, well, no, no, oh, they, no. That they play the winner of uh, if Manly lost this the, week, they will play the winner of yeah. the Roosters and the Titans. Okay, so. Yeah, this isn't the last we're going to see of Manly this year. I think Manly are, are a good football side. I just don't know if they're as good as the top two. Um, and and they, they will give the Storm a bit of a run for their money. I don't think the Storm are going to win 32-6 to six or anything like that. No. Um, but, 
yeah, I think the Storm will have too much, um, too much in their in their arsenal for them. Key factor, I think, going into this game is the scheduling because this game is being played at night time, and we know how the temperature levels in Queensland and the humidity and uh, the way players are sweating after 30 seconds are going on right now. Can you uh, have a hazard a guess to the time slots that the Manly team has played the last few weeks? Well, they've been playing a lot of afternoon football, haven't they? Correct. Yeah, and you can sing the ball around uh, to your heart's content in those conditions. But when things get a little bit more sticky and a little bit more, um, you have to play in the middle. I just I just don't know whether that those track meets the last two weeks. They've had the Bulldogs and the Cowboys the last two weeks. Manly. Now you got to beat who's in front of you. You do have to. That's that's all you can do. And I've enjoyed how they've played their football. I just think that this is where that forward pack they have to find something very special because Melbourne are not going to give them an inch. Just remind us who their forward pack, their starting forward pack will be, mate. So it's Tapao, uh, Alawai. No no, 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 no. I'm talking about Storms. Our Storms forward pack will be Jesse Bromwich, Brandon Smith. Uh, Christian Welch, he's back as well. Uh, Kenny Bromwich, uh, Felice Kafusi, and uh, Dale Finnecane, I would imagine, will be 13. And then their bench will and be Kamakamitha, Grant, um, and I'm missing someone. Nelson. Missing. Nelson. And then. Did you say, uh, so he didn't, he insert, didn't insert generic name. No, no, he's fine. Okay. So, yeah, I'll probably try so something like that. That's an impressive, it's an impressive. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's just better than what Manly have got. And I just. Yeah, I really struggle to see how Manly are going to slow the play the ball down as expertly as Melbourne and get up in their faces as good. It's just that's not the way they're built. And yeah. that's why I think the day game would have been so much better for Manly than having to play at night. So I've got Melbourne by 10. I think they're that much better than, than Manly at this stage. What about you? I agree. Yeah, I think I think by 10, um, you know, I can't tell you the score, but I think they'll win by, <laughs> by a couple of tries and maybe a goal as well. So... Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty much what I'm thinking. Okay, the next game is the Roosters and the Titans. Uh, this is a double header. They're playing up at Townsville. Roosters, uh, the game against Canberra, they were all right. They ended up winning, scoring 40 points. Canberra rolled over in the second half. No, we probably get Canberra rolled over at about um, the end of March this year. But the Roosters, they they were pretty good. Um, they're good with the talent they've got available to them. Uh, they get a matchup against the Titans, which, you know, the Titans will give them, give them a bit of a test. I, I don't think it'll go all their own way, that's for sure. I think I would have been much more happy if I was a Roosters fan if I'd got the Sharks in week one. I think they've got them covered. Uh, I do have an interesting element, though, I want to ask you. If you're um, Trent Robinson and you've been systematically giving Sammy Walker a bit of a rest the last few weeks, are you lulled into thinking that Lachlan Lamb is your starting halfback for the game? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, so Sam he only Walker, got, he got three minutes on the weekend, Sam Walker. I was really surprised by that. I wonder. I wonder what Robbo's thinking is as far as in relation to the finals. Is he, is he saving him? Is he been resting him and giving this time off so that when he comes into the finals, he's fresh? Mm. Um, or, or has he lost a little bit of belief in what he's doing? I'd suggest it's the former. Um, you know, I, I would start. I would start with Sam Walker. Completely. Um, completely with I want to score. I want to score the first points, and I'll probably want to score the next points as well. Um, and I think Sam Walker offers more 
more creativity and flair than than Lachlan Lamb. Mm. Um, and they get they get Jared back, correct? Yep. And one other. Who's the other one? Oh, Victor Radley. Oh, is he back? So is got he? Jared. He's back this week. Yeah. He? He's finished his second yep. out of suspension for the year. Jared and Victor Radley. I, mate, you know, I know the Titans were pretty good on the weekend. Um, I, think, I, think the, I think the Roosters win this. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it might be... Okay. The thing with the Titans, they needed to win by 12 on the weekend. They rolled through the Warriors. The Warriors just... You know, that was it. They you could tell that they were they were gone after the first five minutes of the game. But yeah. Justin Holbrook leaving David Fafita on the bench for half an hour again. You can't do it against good teams, Justin. It can't happen this weekend. He cannot start with both and Moore and Sam McIntyre on the edges and expect to beat the Roosters. It's just it, yeah. it, it's insanity. David Fafita, whether you think his defense is good, bad, or terrible. Um, he needs to be on the field for 80 minutes and you might have a chance. But uh, Roosters by eight for me. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say eight to ten. Um, I, I think the roost. I think this this may be the Roosters' last last little kind of death spasm for the year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think this will be their, their, you know, the last game they win. Um, well, they get Melbourne or Manly next week if they win. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough. Uh, Teddy and co, um, look, they're doing their best to keep this season afloat. It just it's had a had a sense of inevitability about it this season for the Roosters for a long time. That oh, it's just mate, gonna be the, finals and out the, the door. moment the moment Kiri went down, I think everyone around three. Yeah. yeah, I think and and you know, we could I think it's really easy to figure out who they've lost if anyone wants to Google the names they've lost. It, yeah. It's seriously, you could make a really good football team out of the, the people that they've lost this year yeah. uh, with big injuries, career, not career ending. One one was a career ender in, in Brett Morris, but, um, you know, season ending injuries uh, for sure. Uh, but most unlucky team that I, I can remember in the, the, the 40 years I've been watching rugby league. Um, I can't think of another team that's, that has lost as many top line players in one season than the Roosters of, of 2021. There's, there's um, flip sides to it, though, just to add a little bit of, I don't know, devil's advocate here. When they won two in a row and they you know, had that run, they did have real good luck in that regard. But it's just it's, it's the way things can oh, fall into place for you. Yeah, it's just no, that's, that's, I, that's, I, the, that's the game. I get that, but but you know you, the fact of the matter is, if you want to win a premiership, you're not going to win it with kids. Hmm. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Robbo knows that, and I think they've overachieved to get where they are. To be perfectly honest, I could I could have easily have uh, you know accepted they would be outside of the eight this year. Hmm. Um, you know, only three weeks ago they were in the top four. So. Yeah. Um, I think they've done remarkably well. Obviously, a very, very astute coach, a great coach, and a good club. Um, whether you love them or, or loathe them, I mean, you've got to take your hat off. Mm. So, Titans, quickly, just on them. You made the finals. I think that was always going to be a task for them this year. They've done that. Uh, anything they do from here is is completely an is a bonus. bonus territory. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Panthers and Rabbitohs. Uh, this has been locked in for six weeks. Almost it seems mm. after after Penrith had that little bit of a um, uh, what's the word dizzy spell after Cleary got injured. Rabbitohs have lost the trail. We know all about that. 
they rested all their players in the game against the Dragons. Oh, I had a theory. I thought they probably should have tried to play that spine, whatever their spine was going to be for, for September. I thought getting a game together, given you don't have Mitchell there at the back. What do you think? We'll start with Seas. What do you think they're going to do? Is is Benji going to come straight into six and you're going to move Quady Walker to fullback or are they going to give TAFE a go and uh, leave Walker at six and, and Reynolds at seven? Yeah, I think they're going to leave Taff at one. Uh, Benji, uh, you know, Benji's not going to play much more than 40 minutes in a game going forward if he does play next year or whatever. But the, the, you, you, want, you want your six and seven to stay together. I mean, they're so dangerous on that left side of their attack. You don't want Cody Walker not running that kind of side of the field. Um, mm. So I'd be leaving him at six. Taff is, is a pretty good replacement. We've seen him play a couple of games this year. Definitely, he's not he's not a he's not a Mitchell, but but I would definitely he's their one going forward. Um, whatever they can experience, they can get him get for him in big pressure football like a finals game will benefit him. Um, and I know that doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't help um, Bennett right now. Bennett wants to go as deep as he can to these finals. Yeah. But but I think they're more dangerous with Cody in the front line than, than they are um, with him at the back. And Benji ain't going to play 80 minutes for you. I really don't think he's going to play 80 minutes and be effective for you. Okay. Um, he's he's a very much a support player now. He'll, he'll come on and he'll give you that those moments that you need. And, and look, you know, we may see that we may see that kind of middle forward. Um, Benji may come on to be that extra playmaker at some stage. That's what I'd suggest he'll do. They'll they'll rest a prop and bring Benji on when the game needs some spark. That's what I'd be doing, and I think that's what that's what Bennett's going to do. Um, okay. In saying that, I'm not sure they've got enough artillery to beat Penrith. Um, Penrith have, have you look at look at players that have gotten injured at certain times of the year and had had some time off. And you know, I know that injury isn't really resting a player because they've got to go through rehab and everything like that. But I think you'll yeah. find, you know, Ivan has done a Ivan's almost done a magic trick here in resting, being able or, or something things have fallen into place where he's been able to rest players and get them away from the game a little bit and not have that impact week in, week out. I mean, uh, Nathan had, what did he have, five weeks off? Yeah, I think it was about that. Luai's had three or four weeks off. He probably needed a couple more, I would have said, when he first came back. I thought he came back too early, but um, he's starting to get back into his rhythm. Toto had five weeks off. Uh, Isaiah Yo's had a a few weeks off. Fisher Harris had a baby and had three mm-hmm. weeks off. Three. Yeah. So, you know, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Coruscant, you know, he's had some forced time off as well yeah. as at the start of the year. Don't forget, he didn't play at the start of the year with a broken yeah. arm. So, you know, he he hasn't he hasn't played 20, 25 games this year, 24 games. So there's some freshness about them. I, I, I think, um, you know, they've tapered pretty well and they've refreshed and, I think they'll be ready to go um, for that game against South, and and I think you will see, um, you'll see you'll see them back to their best. Mm, I'd like the fact they haven't rested anybody. Like momentum. Last everything. week, you mean? You yeah, mean last week? Yeah, and the week? last couple the last couple of weeks they haven't rested 
players because they've just got them back when they thought get some legs, get some some time into your legs and, and get you ready. I mean, Nathan Cleary, do you even realize he's done a shoulder terribly and he shouldn't have played the rest of the year? It hasn't even looked like it. It hasn't even it hasn't even come up in commentary at all. No one's even mentioned, oh, how's his shoulder? Yeah. The, the only time the only time I thought we knew that his shoulder was a bit dodgy when he came back and they played against the Dragons. And when he shoulder charged, not sold shoulder charge. That was the first game. That was that was the first yeah, game he came first back. Game, so. the, the first game back, he very heavily favoured his um, mm. uh, or, or saved his right shoulder in that game and favoured his left to hit with, uh, where he's hitting with both shoulders now. So it just feels like that narrative completely disappeared. It might come up yeah. again. Um, we've got plenty of time for the, the finals this weekend, but Let, I do well, find so it interesting. If you're a Penrith. If you're a Penrith fan, you don't want it to come up again because I think if it pops out again, that's their season gone. That's it. Um, yeah. They can't win a, a competition uh, without Cleary, just the same as Manly can't win a competition uh, without Trebojevic, you know. Um, that's the scary thing about Penrith and every other team other than the Storm. So the Storm have got replacements for nearly everyone. They do. Um, the, 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 the team has been built and put together beautifully. Um you think you think of losing Munster? Yeah, we'll replace him. We'll put Nico Hines in. You think of losing Nelson? Well, they've just played, you know, other than last up to last week, they played the last five weeks or four yeah. weeks without him. Yeah. Um, and one, all but one. So um yeah. So that's that's the story about Penrith. I, I think Penrith win that game. I think they win it by by probably twelve points. Um yep. and uh get to have a rest, don't they, the following week? They get a rest, and then they'll they'll play the way that the uh, system works. Um, they will actually play the winner of the loser. Uh, yeah, so Penrith win. They'll play the for the argument's sake, Manly Roosters winner. That's how that's yeah. how it crosses over. Uh, and the loser yeah. of Penrith and South plays the winner of uh, Newcastle and uh, Parramatta. Yeah. So yeah. just quickly, I wanted to get back to Marshall for two seconds. You're not asking me to play 80 minutes for, rest of the, for, for a season. You're asking me to play it for the next month. I think you can squeeze the juice out of Benji for the next month. And I think if you're the um, bunnies, you have to try it because I don't see them winning the comp with Blake Taff at fullback. Uh, look, I, I, I'm not saying that Benji can't play 80. I just don't think they'd be a good 80 minutes. I mean, he's 30. What is he? 36 years old. Yeah. It's only got to happen I, for the next yeah, month. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that, I think I'd rather have him really fresh and play him that 30, 40 minutes. Um, Blake Taff, mate, Blake Taff goes all right. Um, I like him. I just don't see them winning a comp with him there at the one. And and Cody Walker can play fullback, and he has played fullback this year, and he loves chiming in in that role anyway. I don't think there's a huge difference for Cody Walker in regards to how he plays in attack, particularly inside the 20, whether he's playing six or he's playing one. I think that's interchangeable. I, and I like the idea of Marshall being on the field more, more often than not. I don't see them winning a comp without Mitchell, but um, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, but I, I think his stronger position is six. And I got I think you've got to play your strongest, your strongest players in their position. Uh, yeah, I, I, as you mentioned it before, Uncle Benny, it's his last last hurrah with South. I don't yeah. know if he, yeah, he, he wants to two, win. Two hoot, sure. gets two hoots about what they do next year. Uh, certainly given that they were happy to move on from him. Uh, okay, I've got Penrith by... Let's go 14. I'll go 14. I reckon Penrith. Penrith put a number on, on South here. Um, okay, the last game of the round is the least interesting. There's no doubt about that. 
it's Sunday in Rockhampton. Sorry, Rockhampton. Uh, you've got Parramatta and uh, Newcastle. <laughs> the booby prize. Uh, at least it's being played during the day. That's a nice feeling. Um, and Parramatta and Newcastle in round 24. Newcastle had won five in a row and at the, as of round 20, 24 and looking good. Uh, been some time together for their spine. Ponga, Mitchell, Clifford and Braley. Uh, Parramatta had just beaten Melbourne, had found something, uh, had turned around their season. They're going to win the comp again. All the blue and gold supporters were dreaming. They weren't saying it out loud because they're not that, that delusional, surely. And then their coaches have rested everybody. Mm. And even Newcastle rested their two best players in the second start of the second half in their game against Brisbane. I look at where those two teams were a week ago and go, you've got a chance to build some momentum into the semis. And, you know, who knows what can happen? Nathan Cleary could do his shoulder. Um, half the Melbourne team could get, you know, that they've got a little bit of niggles, might, might, not, might be in doubt. Um, Souths don't have Mitchell. Uh, Manly are, a, you know, a hammy injury to poor old Tommy from, from falling over. And both coaches decide they'll rest every player they have in the history of mankind and get beaten by uh, Penrith by plenty for Parramatta. And um, Newcastle fell over into a heap against Brisbane. Do you understand it, Cocksmith? Can you get on board with it? No. Would you be happy? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. They've shown... I, I think there's... there's when, you rest, when you rest players, especially en masse, the way that I look at it... I know there's a couple of ways you can look at it, but the way I look at it is there's quite a little bit of arrogance in that. Um, oh, well, we'll rest all of our stars and just go through this week. Mm. See, there's a couple of things I don't like about it. First of all, it, it undermines the game that you're going to play this week. It, it rips the fans off a little bit from seeing the stars. You know, we often say, "Oh, you can't," you know, "you can't suspend him for that because he'll miss a final series." Well, when you when you rest your players, when you rest blokes that are on five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand, a million bucks a year, yeah. You're, you're ripping the fans off of seeing a game where they come to see those players. They're the ones Precisely. they come to see. But anyway, I think it's I think it's a rookie error. I think it's a rookie move in resting everyone um, with, with your eyes only on the finals when there's still some work to be done um, as far as combinations go and, and, and things like that. And momentum, like you said before, momentum is everything in, in rugby league. <laughs> you're in, in the game, bottom part of the season. eight. You have to get momentum. You have to, because yeah. you need to be able to hit the team that drops those top four matchups. Yeah, with I'm, like I'm, I'm really hoping. Of, I mean, uh, the, the the hope in me is that Newcastle win this week, um, because I've got to be honest. You know, I, I I don't think either of them deserve to be in the eight. To be honest with you, um, I think Parramatta. Parramatta need to be, you know, when you, you know, when they say rip the bandaid off, I think mm. something needs to happen to Parramatta to trigger a, a bit of a rebuild there and an, a, and an attitude adjustment because they've got the players to go better than what we're seeing. Yeah. You know? But there's some added, there's some weird attitude or something there uh, at Parramatta. And, and I think they need to rip the bandaid off. And I think if Newcastle win, we're going to see a few changes at Parramatta, which are probably needed. If they if okay. Parramatta win, then you know they'll probably think it's a successful season and keep carrying on. Um, 
But either way, I think we're going to see some changes. And, and why I say that is if, if Newcastle win and go another step, um, I think Mitchell Pearce stays at Newcastle next year. Okay. I think if they lose and if they go out the back door in week one, I think we may see Junior Junior Pearce move on to somewhere else. Um, Plenty of suitors, apparently. Yeah, there's a well, mate. Halfbacks are thin on the ground. I mean, and this is why I find it hard to believe, you know, that. Um, by the way, uh, just just mentioning that Brisbane game that you said um, that um, Newcastle got rolled in. Geez, Anthony Milford's played pretty well in the last few weeks. Uh, who would have thought see. he can play football? That's, uh, I've it's, never it's, understood the the pile on saying that he's hopeless. I, right, that, that's, so, that which, does my head which, which leads me to my next thing. Ash Taylor still hasn't got a, uh, a club for next year. Um, a kid that can obviously play, but maybe his headspace isn't right. A kid that mm. probably needs a new club and a new start um, and probably not a $1.1 million contract um, because that with that comes its own pressure and whatever else. Yeah. Anyway, I say Parramatta will win. Okay. I think Parramatta, Parramatta will win that game. I'd like to see Newcastle win it. I'd like to see Newcastle win it. I'm merely going with a safe bet on what they've done this year. Um, and Parramatta just coming off a win with their A team for, off of the win with the Storm. They're probably going to have a little bit of confidence. I still think another week playing would have done them the world of good. Um, if, if a player was healthy, that's the bit that I oh go. Yeah, if you look at players is really struggling with something and you, you, you have that ability to give them a week off, I get it. But when you're resting your entire combinations as Parramatta did, oh, that's, mm. that, that was questionable. I've got a quote here from Aaron O'Brien. Adam O'Brien, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought the, that was Adam's brother, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, and he said this in the presser after they lost to, to Brisbane. We haven't peaked, and fingers crossed that happens this week. <laughs> fingers crossed. That's, well, you know what happens strategy. when you cross your fingers? You do nothing. You just sit there and you do nothing. You go, oh, I hope. It's, or you it's can a good strategy, isn't it? Proactively put your best team on the field and try and get some. They, they would have had six wins in a row if they'd beaten Brisbane. Going into this game it's, against Parramatta, who rested all their players. It's insane. It's like it. the it's it's like the boss of a of a space shuttle mission saying fingers crossed everything will be okay, you know. <laughs> next thing, kaboom! Uh, uh, dark yeah. there, Coxman. Sorry, sideshow, sideshow, Rob. Uh, I thought we were going to be different. I, I thought you were going to take Newcastle, but uh, I, I want to see Newcastle win. Mm. But I think Parramatta will. No one wants to see Parramatta win. Let's be honest. Uh, but we both are going to pick Parramatta. I'm going to take Parramatta by four points. What about you? I'll say Parramatta by eight. Ooh, a bit more com- comprehensive. Um, yeah, look, Newcastle, I, I just don't like the style of football they play. I think Parramatta's um, and Cavalry coming back, uh, their power game, Newcastle possibly without David Clemmer as well as Daniel Saifidi. Um, they're two big losses in the middle. And Suase Sue and Josh King, they can't do the job. Like, they'll try, but they won't be able to hold back what... Um, Parramatta put out there because they get Junior Paulo back from a suspension as well. So Parramatta for me as well. So there's the semifinals as we see them. We've both got Melbourne. We've both got the Roosters. We've both got Penrith and we've both got Parramatta. So we've just gone favourites at Kimbo. That's, it's nice yeah, uh, it's creativity right, from us. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be controversial, but 
no, I couldn't. I couldn't this week. But like I say, I, I, I would like to see Newcastle win for for no other reason other than just to, you know, kick Parramatta in the pants. Indeed. Look, we were going to give one more segment a go here on the Footy Show, but we've gone for about half a. Um, I think we've summarised everything we need to. So we're going to hold back our, our next segment to the next pod, which hopefully is this week. We're going to try and do a bunch for you. Um, and if there's a little bit of news surrounding what that topic would have been, <clears throat> West Tigers, uh, we might be able to um, uh, dive into that a little bit more. What do you, what do you reckon, Cocksmith? Yeah, if you like, mate. I'm, I'm happy to do it now or whenever you want. I reckon we, we, we give another 24 hours because I just have a feeling there's some, there's some news coming out of that camp. Uh, because the, uh, the journalistic uh, attacks have been coming thick and fast in regards to Madge and, and Pasco in the last uh, 12 hours since the Bulldogs smashed let, him. Let, so. let me just say one thing. Mm. Those players mustn't like Madge very much because they were shocking yesterday. <laughs> Gee, they were terrible. Absolutely shocking. So yeah. they must want to get rid of him. But there's a fair chance, there's a fair, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll cover this more, but it'd be fair to say that a few of them need their contracts torn up because they're ordinary at best and have been ordinary for a number of years, quite a few of them, and getting paid top dollar too. Mm. I think disgraceful. I think there are a lot of parallels between not the footy show and the Tigers, except we don't get paid top dollar. <laughs> Fairly true. Underachievers, <laughs> perennial underachievers. In, indeed. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, hopefully you uh, enjoy the fact we might actually fly our fingers out for the next month. Uh, enjoy September, everybody. Take us out, Scott. Take us out, Coxman. Pep's there. Not the footy show. It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Not the footy show. Birthday boy. Pepsi.